Naisha, are you excited about episode number four? Very, very. Thank you again for rocking with us. Like I said before, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with us, and we appreciate you. I don't want to wait any longer. Keyword, wait (laughs) any longer to get into this discussion because the topic of today is the wait. We all have this question from time to time where someone asks you, is it worth the wait? I'm sure you've waited on some things, and at the end of that wait, you're like, I waited that long for this. But then there's other times that you've waited, and you're like, man, I am so glad that I waited. And one thing, even though I do have a book, shameless plug, called Don't Wait, Create, um, there are times when you will have to wait on certain things. And so we want to talk about that. A few years ago, before Naisha was happily married, um, she was single. Well, actually, you go into it. You go into it. You you start shit with this story because we talked about being dumb. So let's, you weren't ghosted, but what mm-hmm. happened? So I was, um, <laughs> and just so that you all know, there's, you know, there's a really good story um, in our book about my journey from going from single to not single and happily married that I think it's relatable, but more so than anything, I feel like my story is encouraging in that I just never gave up on God's best for me. And I knew that it was going to not be a microwave type of situation. It was definitely going to be a slow crock pot relationship that was cooking up for me because I have really been through the ringer. So um, what he was telling you about briefly just a few moments ago, um, I was dumped on Valentine's Day weekend. And this person that dumped me, you know, I was really thinking like, okay, this guy, you know, he was a chiropractor and all this other stuff. And, you know, I was just, everything seemed right on paper, right? But unfortunately, you know, um, during that time in my life, I really was not able to see things as a glass half full rather than it was just like very much glass half empty. But nonetheless, I was again living in New York City. You know, I felt like I had the world in my oyster. I, you know, was back, you know, in Brooklyn, you know, processing everything. And I'm going to definitely give you the condensed version of this story because the, the, the whole entire layout is in our book and I really want to encourage you all to read it. It is funny and it is Good. It is so funny. <laughs> and I want to pause for a quick funny moment because this doctor in the book, his name is Dr. Boo Boo because he had boo boo breath. Look Y'all, when, oh my gosh, <laughs> we can say that now uh, and laugh about and it. And laugh about it. This do, and, and also, do not judge me, okay? Because I know the questions are like, well, why would you date somebody who's Dr. Boo Boo? Okay, I was, we were long distance, so I didn't really have to entertain him like that. And I promise you, <laughs> his breath was not as pungent all the time. So it was just whatever. But nonetheless, 
I just remember real quick. I remember when things were turning sour, no pun intended, but they were turning sour and I was trying to encourage you. I didn't learn about his breath until like the end of the relationship. And I said, Naisha, I wish you would have told me before because at least I would have had something else to go with. (laughs) Like you tell me all this and this, this dude has halitosis, but anyway. And his, his mom, too. Oh, we didn't share that in the book. You gonna say that? I'm gonna go we there. gonna go there today. Woo, okay. So, I was also thinking that maybe it was like a genetic thing because his mom had crazy. And that's when I would have had to go because that meant that your potential of you were gonna have a child with him. Anyway, we oh, ain't even gonna get into all of that because it's not even about Dr. Boo Boo, but <laughs> shout out to you if you're listening. Yeah, Thank you, because you ushered me right into the arms of my eternal love. But anyway, nonetheless, so I was done. <laughs> Everything was looking crazy. I was teaching at the time. I was really upset. You know, some of my students was like, you know, Ms. Jefferson, you know, my name was Jefferson at the time. Ms. Jefferson, you know, is everything okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. But I literally had to fight through the tears. Like, I had to, like, that particular day was, a day that not only did I receive the spiritual whooping of my life, that I also go into great details about in the book that I'm not going to talk about right now. You just need to read the book. Um, but I gave my kids so much recess time that day just so that I could go cry in the bathroom because I was so just like, Lord, what what do I need to do, Jesus? Like, help. And he did help me. He did help me. Um, and also during that time, um, I remember man, you know, when we go through these heartbreaks, we go through them together. And so we've cried many nights on the phone together. And this was a night that we cried. And I remember, you know, sending you a card in the mail to encourage you, but also sending because you vowed to do what before I sent this book? Okay. So, right. So I got the spiritual whooping and I distinctly recall the Lord talking to me and basically saying like, you know what, Aisha, you need to chill. You need to chill. You need to like give your body back to me. Like no more sex before marriage. Like it's a dub. Like if you now you could choose to. You know this is not anything that is just like set in stone. But it is kind of set in stone from me in the in the regard that like I had got a clear directive from God as to what I need to do to really obtain the best for my life as it relates to my relationships going forward and I knew for me what I was lacking in the past was obedience mm. because I Talk had it. I had tried to be celibate you know in the past and it just you know for whatever reason it didn't work out and so now I was at a space where I was like okay Lord I am clearly hearing from you and you know what this time around I am with this I am no longer with this foolishness and I want to do it your way because your way is absolute best and greatest way so um my dear sister e sent me a book yes yes, she sent yes me a sure book. Did. and this book kind of y'all was like the catalyst for me having this conversation now as mrs forbes and not still being miss jefferson because the book that she sent the way by devon franklin and his wife megan good I mean, it basically, it took me through my journey of practicing celibacy until marriage. So on February 29, 2016, 
which was the day that I received the book and also the day that I got the whooping. <laughs> I said, I, Naisha Nicole Jefferson, vow to my Heavenly Father in Heaven that I will not engage in any sexual activity until the blessed day of my wedding occurs. No exceptions, no excuses. About to allow God to bless my entire life abundantly as he desires to. Thank you in advance, Lord, for bringing me to this place in my journey, for loving me in spite of my many flaws and disobedience to your word, which is law. I'm excited to be still while you move on my behalf. Please grace me with the strength I need when I feel weak. Continue to breathe your life into me as I allow my life to be a testimony to others of what happens when you let go and let God. In your name, I boldly pray. Amen. Amen. And, you know, that is so beautiful to me because I was able to witness this. Um, you know, when Aisha took that vow of celibacy and she stuck to it and she said she was ready for her husband, like I was able to, you know, firsthandedly see this come into fruition. Also want to note because there's so much popularity around Sierra's prayer, which we talk about in the book. But you really want to have your own prayer. Like your prayer has to be based on where you're at and where your heart is and your relationship with God because you are his child. And if you are praying, you know, he's bringing you to your knees to pray for a reason. And so really want to point that out. But Naisha, so what happened after that? That was February 2016. Right. And so what are some things that happened that year? So I... Started to date myself exclusively, meaning that I was not um, opening myself up to any potential bays that were not serious as far as like having structured relationships. And by structure, I do mean, you know, um, knowing clearly what it is that they want. You know, we're not doing any of this like, you know, foofooness of just casually dating. I was dating with intent and with purpose. So, it was just really one of those things where I was very much in engagement with individuals that I thought was going to respect my opinion of you know being celibate and then being very clear on that from the jump. So within that year, um, I had a very um, I had a very extensive surgery done um, that kind of pushed me to you know really just being thankful to God that the body restores and, and resets mm -hmm. itself when it's not feeling its best. Um, I went and took a trip to Rome with my mom. Um, and I really had two weeks in Rome to kind of really just get a little bit more comfortable with this obedience walk that I was on. And so I'll never forget when I came back, you know, I had also been um, really like, anticipating getting this new job in Soho and I was like yo Lord listen I look this obedience thing like it's it's difficult to some extent but then it was like easy because I was seeing him bless me through being obedient to him right and I'm like why well, I, I should have did this a long time ago but nonetheless um I secured the job in Soho that was like on my bucket list of things to do so I accomplished that goal and then in the interim, I was also on a dating website app, um, Coffee Meets Bagel. Shout out to Coffee Meets Bagel. Okay, it is a real thing. And so I was on Coffee Meets Bagel. I, you know, I'm swiping, swiping, swiping. 
I swiped, I saw this guy, he's on a football field, he had spirit hands out, he on a suit. Spirit <laughs> hands. Spirit hands, okay. And, oh you know, I was like, Doc, man, this guy looks like so much fun. He just looks like a really good time. And then I, I do recall, you know, like, Sharon, you my girl looking at like, you know. And so, you know, from there, you know, we exchanged on the app, had some conversations, and then, you know, we decided to go out on the first date, went out on the first date, and on our first date, y'all, it's very bizarre, it's all true, but on our first date, I told him uh, a number of things. I told him, you know, like what my credit score was, I told him like what my financial portfolio was looking like at the time, I told him, you know, like what my gross income was. I also share with him on that first date amongst a bevy of other things that you should not, well, you don't typically, I should say, discuss on a first date. But I did share with him that I'm celibate and I'm practicing celibacy until I get married. And, and, and just to be totally frank with you all, I told him no cock until the rock for me. So for me, it was just like, hey, I don't want to see any of that. And I'm not going to see any of that until I get a ring on my finger because that is like how locked and loaded I am into the Lord on this pack that mm-hmm. we're on that I really mean that. Like, no, it's, it's just not happening. Um, and my husband had an opportunity to get up from the table and leave. He decided to stay. He thought I was crazy. But here we are almost four, well, we're four years married, five years together. And that transparency that I gave him on our first date has ushered us through a marriage that has endured so many different variables of life. And it has been such a colorful journey, but it has been such an enriching journey as well, where I can actually say literally, like I am with my homie love a friend, you know? So that's good. That's good. And so I just want to go, you know, through a brief timeline. So February, 2016, you said that you would be celibate. Yeah. Okay. Not selling it, but celibate. Okay. okay. And so you decided that in February. Yes. When did you meet Brian? What month was that? October 30th. October 30th. Well, that I was our remember. first date. Yeah. So we, we met in October mm-hmm. of 2016. We um, courted for five months before he proposed on my 36th birthday um, of that following year, which is 2017. And then we were married in October of 2017. So we had a very short courting. We had a very short um, engagement. And we were married within the year that we met. Yes, yes, yes. And so that is something that is very important to highlight. It's very important to point out. Because when you know, you know. And, you know, not saying that relationships that have been two to three years, everybody has that journey but this is something that Naisha was ready for. And, you know, God blessed her. Like when you know, like you could be on the weight because even though she was celibate, literally she was still on the weight what much longer than that because your whole dating journey could oh, be considered yeah. the weight. Sure. But when things are for you, they can happen so fast, just like that. So that is a beautiful story. So Naisha, was it worth the weight? Definitely worth the weight. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. Thank you for tuning into this episode. Join us in the next episode for part two of The Wait. See you soon. Bye, y'all.
Say hello, Naisha. Hello. I got something to tell you. Feel it, girl. Feel it. It was all good. Just a week ago.